You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, your employment rights are as important to your job as your payslip, so don't be put off asking about them. Remember, if you would like to be added to our waitlist for our bullying and harassment course, you can send your expression of interest to bullyingcourse at employmentrightsonline.com. Once we receive your email, we'll be in touch with you with further information about the course. We'll also put the email in the show notes for this podcast episode. If you were with us for last week's episode, you'll know that we looked at the top five reasons that workers are rejecting a return to the office post-COVID and opting instead to remain working at home in some form or another. This week, we're looking at what you can do if you feel your employer is pressuring you into returning to the office. So the first thing we need to clarify is that your employer has the right to order you or instruct you to return to the office or your workplace. When it comes to the world of work, your manager has the right to manage you and that includes telling you what to do and the location where you must do your job. And in return for that, you get protections called employment rights. So it's this manager's right to manage which is used to order you or instruct you to return to the office. And that manager's right to manage means that you must follow that management instruction. But what it doesn't mean is that that management instruction is the only option you have if returning simply does not appeal to you. And if this is you, these are the five options you can consider if you're feeling pressured about returning to the office. At number five, you need to check your contract of employment. You will be surprised how many contracts of employment do not state where your place of work should be. It's almost as if employers make assumptions that if they tell you to work from a particular location, then workers will just do it and not ask any questions. And in most cases, employers are right. But you do have employment rights protections that prevents employers from just switching and changing your place of work. It can't be easily done. And to avoid that happening, employers are supposed to put your place of work into your contract of employment. But a note of caution here that if your contract of employment doesn't give a work location and if you then try to argue that you can just as easily work from home because your contract doesn't specify a location, your employer will likely argue the custom and practice principle. And what the custom and practice principle means is that even though your contract doesn't specifically state where you should work, 
evidence that you have been going to that specific workplace for all of your working time prior to COVID would indicate that you're well aware of where you should be working. But having said that, there is still mileage in requesting an opportunity to speak with your manager to try to work out a compromise about which location you should work from. And if you're minded to do this, it would help to prepare your position from a point of comparison. If you can show your employer that you've worked better at home, for example, your performance is better, you have reduced your level of sickness, or you have increased the engagement of clients, or you've made more money for the company whilst you've been working from home in comparison to what you made when you worked in the office, These are all good examples of why working from home should be considered as a location from where you should be able to do your job. You never know, your employer might just reconsider arrangements for you because, let's face it, a majority of employers are in business to make money. And if you can show that you're still able to make money for the company by working from home, then an employer is likely to consider this. And in a similar way, organisations that are based on performance, if you can show that your performance is better, your engagement is better, and there is a higher satisfaction rate from service users, then your employer is likely to consider this. And if you do get a change in your location, be sure to have working from home included into your contract of employment so someone else doesn't come along later and try to change things back again. At number four, if you've had COVID and you're still suffering the effects of long COVID, effects like fatigue, an endless cough or breathlessness, sleep problems, brain fog or joint or muscle pains, and there are many other effects. If you're suffering effects like these, or you have a disability, or whilst you've been homeworking, you've developed a disability, and here we're talking about disability as defined under the Equality Act. If you've developed a disability, or you have a disability, or you have long COVID, which is likely to last longer than a year, and likely classed as a disability under the Equality Act, you may be able to negotiate reasonable adjustments towards a more flexible or agile working arrangement. If you can evidence your condition via an occupational health report or a letter from your GP, that being able to work from home or working via a mix of home working and office or location-based working, and you're able to evidence that this would better help you to manage your health problems, your employer would have to consider your request to work in a more flexible way because not allowing you to work flexibly could be considered as an act of disability discrimination. Instead, what your employer should be doing, particularly if your current job requires you to be in the workplace to work face-to-face with clients or customers, 
Well, if you can't do this because you don't want to return to the office, your employer should be looking to see whether you can be relocated to another part of the business so that you're able to work more flexibly in a way that supports you to better manage your health. The point we're trying to make here is refusing to go back to the office because you have a disability or you have health impacts that are classed as a disability is not an invitation for the employer to consider your dismissal. At number three, what you can do is to request flexible working hours. All employees can request flexible working as long as you have been working for your employer for at least 26 weeks. You can ask for a change to all of your working days, changes to specific days or shifts, or you can even ask to work term time or school hours, or to ask for flexible working to only last for a specific period of time. Let's say you're working from home because you're recovering from a particular illness. Flexible working, including changing or reducing your hours, changing your start or finishing times, or working your hours over less days, or working from home full time. These are all examples of flexible working, and your employer must consider them, not may but must consider your flexible working request. If you have been working for your employer for 26 weeks and you are an employee, your employment rights legally allow you to make a flexible working request. And you can make that request every 12 months, let's say if your employer turns you down. All you need to do is wait 12 months and you can make the request again and your employer must consider that request in a transparent way so that you understand why your request has been turned down. So if you feel like you can't go back to the office or you can't go back to your place of work full time, consider changing your hours or place of work for one year. And then consider changing them back again if your views change. This is a solution or a compromise that you can put to your employer. The second thing you can consider is to work part-time. As a part-time employee, your employment rights protect you and ensure that you must be treated the same as a permanent employee. Your employer must consider your request to work part-time. And just because you work part-time, it doesn't mean that if your health improves or your reasons for not wanting to return to the office, well, if those reasons change, it doesn't mean that you can't request a return to full-time working hours. Making a request to formally reduce your hours might seem a bit drastic. But if you really can't face going back to the office or the workplace, reducing the amount of time you have to spend there is really a good way of balancing out the anxiety you might be feeling. Then what you can do is to use your remaining non-working hours or your non-working days to pursue something else that you would prefer to do. There are millions of workers who work part-time in jobs and environments that they don't like. 
But then they also work in other jobs and passions and interests that they love for their remaining non-working hours. Some people even go on to pursue the possibility of setting up small businesses based on their passions and hobbies, working their small businesses from home on their non-working days. And in fact, this is the biggest change that has taken place during COVID restrictions, with one in four people having set up a small side hustle during COVID. And the final thing you can do if you don't want to go back to the office or to your workplace is to do what over 80% of the workforce has considered doing, which is to think about quitting your job altogether. In 2021, 32 million people in America and one in four workers in the UK, which is an incredible 8 million workers in the UK, have quit their jobs or are planning to quit their jobs in the next three months, rather than have to leave home working to return to their offices or workplaces. And of those numbers in the UK, nearly one in four are workers over the age of 50. In fact, 2021 was that bad for people refusing to return to the office. 2021 was labelled the Great Resignation and it's not over yet. And because of a healthier jobs market, now that we're into this post-Covid era, you could pick up another job doing something completely different as long as you're prepared to do anything and that other job might be better suited to your wish to work from home. But more importantly, employers know this, and 2022, rather than being a continuation of the Great Resignation, has now been dubbed the Great Renegotiation, with employees and workers using the shortage of labour to renegotiate better terms and conditions in their jobs rather than to leave. And some are now renegotiating working from home or a mixed approach to their working with some hours at home and some hours at their place of work as the new normal. Of course, you will know if this is something that could work for you. And that's it for this week. What we hope you get out of this week's episode is an idea about what you can do if you feel the pressure of the management instruction to return to the office or the workplace full time, but you don't feel ready. Begin by following up the suggestions we've talked about here by doing some research of your own to see which one of these suggestions might work for you. Because doing nothing and hoping it won't happen may not deliver you the solution you are looking for. As usual, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this week's episode. And remember, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues and also by leaving us a review on iTunes. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.